You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that speaks to the people behind the movements, organisations and ideas that are shifting the way we think, interact and transact. So for, for those following along at home, so I've got to press the, rec- <laughs> the record button for the first time in the Just history of this up. podcast. <laughs> I've been trying, which is, this is a big deal and a, and a big moment. I wish kind of we were together, so to speak, to kind of actually do that, you know, and kind of have this moment. But it's beautiful on my end. So. Yeah. You look from my screen to your screen, you look like you're doing well. Oh, the yeah, button's I'm, on. I'm quite nervous, but it's on yeah 100 percent it's not just covid nerves either <laughs> no, no. no those nerves where you kind of get you know it's like you start to wonder about birds so <laughs> maybe i should explain um you know you kind of when you in lockdown i think it's it's really interesting because your world does get smaller by its very nature so you're kind of you were then your 5k limit etc and certainly the density of people that you see is less obviously that's by design and you have less interaction, but it's kind of, I've always focused in on going, okay, well, what else is actually around me that I can actually pay attention to? And, you know, there's obviously, there's a lot of bird life and stuff around where I actually live. So I've kind of, you know, and I see these birds and they're all flocking together, right? And so that's kind of like, it's this weird parallel. <laughs> between, I don't know. I like, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I can't do it. But then I look at, you know, the woody ducks and yeah. it's like, they're having a jamboree. The- it sounds like you've got a serious bird disco over at your place it does it's like it's like a festival it's like false festivals happening across across the way but yeah birds yeah i've been watching the yellow crested cockatoos having a good time they always fly over and make me feel good when i see them yeah they come in pairs though they do they flock but they move traveling pairs it feels yeah, it does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it does. It does. You, I agree with that. For the sky, for a while, they're just going twos, maybe ones. Yeah. And, and they then they all, little they, chat. All, they all gather. Yeah. And they all gather. Um, so maybe it's a moment of um, yellow-crested cockatoos and we'll gather soon. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope. Anyway. It's, Here uh, we are. <laughs> yeah. So obviously mental states are, you know, a bit, you know, I think a, a bit fragile in terms the of- The dandile has been turned <laughs> yeah, up. The dandile has definitely been been turned up and, you know, but ultimately we'll we'll get through it, I think, in terms of kind of where, where we're actually sitting. I know it's, it's tough for a lot of people, but I do think it's- uh, there's a kind of there's a resignation to it, isn't there? That you know this is this is a period period of time. But I look at places, you know, like the UK, etc. And a lot of it was supposed to be kind of dire, you know, kind of this this fifth wave that was going to you know take everyone under. And it does seem that yes, there are kind of lots of um, COVID cases, but there's not a lot of COVID hospitalizations. Yeah, so there is really does seem to be um, hope on the horizon, and we could feel it even here with a bit of spring. Yes, spring is just starting to come. Hopefully people can get on board that wave and um, (laughs) capitalise on a bit of movement here. But we won't go into the vaccine here. We're changing tact and we're going to start to apply some thought and theory behind your work, my work, and um, apply it to the real world, I suppose. Uh, Just having a chat and thinking about how different approaches to the things that are playing out. Let's say the IPCC report 
let's say the IPCC report comes out and then Joe Rogers gets consult it gets called up as a consultant to I suppose approach <laughs> how do we think of this so Joe gets called up from the Australian government uh, to take that information on but then first audit how they've reacted in the past to mm. it but the thing that we've got to nut out in this hypothetical is the Australian government's intention behind what they're trying to do. We can just play this. It doesn't have to be as what's going on now. Yeah, understood. understood. So whether we want to play it as they want to continue tact, which is being to sort of ignore and go forward, or they, I think a more interesting one is they want to change tact and take on board but not lose face about where they've come from and where they've been playing this for a while because the IPCC report is pretty damning on the way things have been played out and is really calling for action. It has been for the last 30, 40, 50 years, but this is very down to the matter. It's regional. It's showing sea levels rising. It's yeah. It's got a heck of a lot of data in there that's showing the trend and showing that the sea levels are coming up to the eyeballs. So Joe's got the phone call. Where do we go from here? So, all right, for Heavy Australia. This is the Australian <laughs> And all right, we, we're starting to take this seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, this is pretty serious, Joe. <laughs> we're finally dug into this. We're, yeah, no, it's serious. Um, can you help us change tack? Like, we're, we're going to take this seriously now. And. We would really like to take on some of those recommendations, but we really don't want to tell the Australian people that we're all wrong mm. uh, because they'll lose trust in us um, and we'll look like idiots because we don't want to look like idiots. And how do we how do we change that? How do we incorporate the findings at the same time, not saying that we've always been wrong? Yeah. Well, what but- the theory tells you is that it's... You you know so there's there's a bit of this as kind of political theory so politics is slightly different in that there's there's a time horizon right so the parallels that I often make with with kind of um, government work to kind of um, more corporate work is that the clock on a CEO it tends to kind of run broadly similar to the clock on a on a prime minister and what I mean or a kind of premier and what I mean by that is there's these moments where they actually have to kind of almost renew their power base so. When you think about it in that manner, it makes a lot of sense about why the kind of the because so many people are just like, why don't they just go? Yeah, we've completely stuffed this up, and you know we kind of haven't necessarily responded in in the right way. But I I, I think you know you don't do that at home either, right? Is a lot of people will not kind of just come back and be like, oh, completely hands up, everything I've done for the last kind of you know three years is completely off off beam. So I think you have to understand that it is an additive strategy. So you're starting to think through um, what it is that we can actually build upon and what it is that we actually have to kind of start stop doing, but kind of more so in terms of communication and framing is actually talking about the stuff that we are going to do. And often, 
the trigger points that are used for those types of things is some form of um, report. So um, some form of kind of new um, stimulus that comes in, some type of commission or some type of kind of new news that therefore actually has to um, change our response and the way that we actually actually look at it. So in the case of climate, what's what's interesting is that it's, it's also, um, yes, there's an environmental angle um, to it, which is ultimately a prosperity angle. Um, but there's also, there's, uh, there's a, there's a real political issue um, in particular around kind of the, um, you know, the kind of the way that actually kind of to, to work through that um, as part of the kind of the coalition. So there's there's going to have to be a lot of thought, which, you know, I from the outside looking in, they're already doing around kind of how this is actually um, going to assist the regions of Australia, not just the capital cities. For sure. Now, can I read you a quote? And you can. S- and see what you'll read. I'm sure you've, you've come across it. Um, so, this was Scotty in light. I'm Scotty. So, this is what I said in light of the IPCC report. Uh, we can ignore the fact that developing world accounts for two-thirds of global emissions and those emissions are rising. It's a stark fact. Um, it's not enough for technology to work with in tax to advance the economy that doesn't solve the problem so what is more important is we ensure that technology breakthroughs are necessary to transform the world over in the next 10 to 20 and 30 years are realized now what do you think i'm saying when i've said that to the press what do you think is going on in the background there Oh, well, it's silver bullet strategy. Yeah. So <clears throat> often, um, I mean, I guess this is where there are parallels, to, for example, to kind of what's actually happened with uh, with uh, with coronavirus, for example. So a lot of the new vaccine stuff is silver bullet. So it's kind of, you know, the RNA technology is brand new technology um, to, to human beings. And we've always looked to technology to solve to solve our, our issues. So there's, there's no doubt that... <clears throat> Part of that will be changing the energy mix, but when you actually look on the trajectory of that, we're already a long way down that track anyway, right? So in terms of kind of actually starting to work through that, but there'll be more work to do in that. But I think in between all of those types of things, ultimately it's about changing the energy base. So the energy base has to shift away from fossil fuels, which makes total sense when you think about it just um i've i've always had it explained to me which has always stuck with me really really well is that it already burnt once right and now we're burning it again i.e that you know this tree that has actually created the oil or the coal or the gas whatever that is is that it lived its life and it kind of brought in kind of all of this energy and then it's fallen it's decayed and it's been put on top and we're now digging it up and we're just throwing it back up again so there's naturally there's there's going to be there's going to be issues but the thing that he's trying to paint as a picture is that there's also there's economic prosperity that will come with solving solving this issue and that's the piece that is really really important um to get to get right because it's you know i mean if you do any type of polling any type of kind of initial research if you just say to someone save the planet but live a less of a life doesn't play out particularly well but if you say okay well we in can private actually, 
in, in private, private. But, yeah. but even in a focus group i mean yeah. a lot of the focus groups i've seen around that people will just say well it's not this is where the it's not me thing comes in which is really really important people will not connect their own individual behavior and their own individual need to shift with a bigger picture it'll be that it is someone else's fault so the the classic in this space is that there's bigger polluters Right. So the Americans look at all of them with their big houses and their big air conditioning, you know, the kind of, um, you know, the kind of rise of cars in kind of developing yeah. countries. Um, that's Scotty's tact at the moment or my tact at the moment. Your tact is. That's my tact at the sure. moment. I've deflected it a third world <clears throat> or um, developing countries. Yeah. Because you know it plays to you know it plays to a base, yeah. so you you know that Scotty, so you you know that on do your I? end. So yeah, you yeah, do. No, it's do. A very, you do, and it's a very it's a very well. You've been told by a staffer, yeah. so you know, and it's that's a that's a that's a relatively um, safe position to hold because it is a is a hold position. Yes, you'll get, um, you know, you'll get argument back from kind of people who know and are fully kind of dotted in the wool. This is changing, but they're the you know if there's a curve of adoption, yeah, they're all the early adopters. So the Kind of the technology around kind of wind solar everyone knows that that's gonna not going to take us far enough so there's this whole search for other energy sources so whether that's about battery storage whether that's about nu- nuclear whether that's about hydrogen everyone's looking for that next kind of constant energy source that is you know for example a coal-fired um power plant uh, yeah keeps going there's yeah, a that there's isn't a- nuclear or that's safe nuclear but yeah. then in terms of the holes that you've got in my story, because yeah. I feel as Scotty that I've got a few holes. I often yeah. feel like I've got a lot going on behind me. I've done maybe half a paragraph there that I've shared with you, but mm. that encompasses a lot of action. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I have I try not to look at the press a lot, but there's definitely people saying that I'm putting forward a gas-led recovery mm. and, you know, sticking with old coal fire and sort of, digging up coal and exporting it to these countries that are having yeah. these problems. So really, if I was looking towards that tech, hmm. do you think that my words and my actions are in line? Um, no, um, but I guess the bigger the bigger question is that's kind of not the point. Yeah. The, the point is is that really what is the ultimate strategy that's actually going on here? Which is really it's a it's a transition strategy. Yeah. Right. We've we've seen this we've seen this before. the The true issue is is that we don't know the time scale. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the real issue is that you know we see all these things happening at the moment. Yes, we know by twenty fifty, but that's that's really arbitrary in terms of where it actually actually sits. And we we know so like facts let's just establish a fact base so we can argue yeah. about that um around the causes of it but the world is warming so when the world warms therefore the systems that we've known and we've grown up with become unstable that is you know that's the simplest fact that we can that we can all look at so that is changing in a, in a time period but what we don't understand is how much time do we actually have to go through this transition in terms yeah. of kind of this what you know a lot of people talk about this kind of energy transition that, that we're going through so there's been huge progress towards a lot a lot of these things in terms of where it's actually at, but it's the time window in which we actually have to enact. So what, um, what Scotty, you're trying to balance is that obviously um, coal has been important in terms of export, but it will diminish over time. So the, the, the reality of kind of our coal in particular in Australia is it's not great. So like you've got a bridging strategy where you're going, oh, well, we might have greener coal for, for a little while. We might use coal <laughs> to make different, different things, but this, you're trying to kind of work through that while we actually establish what's next because the math is is that there's there's still a requirement for it but we all know we need to replace it yeah but i can't stand up as you 
and say that. Yeah. I can't just stand there and say, well, we're waiting for the technology to catch up. You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that speaks to the people behind the movements, organisations and ideas that are shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Your hosts, Patrick Beggs of Per Production, a production house that works with organisations to create media that strengthens culture and communicates that culture to the world. And Joe Rogers, CEO of The Contenders, a brand agency famous for crafting brands which deliver results for those who work for them, shop for them and support them. For more information, head to baupod.co. And if you find this podcast insightful, please help us by telling a friend and rating us on iTunes. Thank you. Now back to our conversations. So I'm, I'm Scotty, but now I've put Scotty on the pedestal and he's over there and it's behind closed doors and we're like and to resend this hyperball and this hypothetical Scotty really does want to change so this get rid of some of the politics behind it where I can feel my mind's already going around sort of critiquing Scotty and what he's actually doing Scotty wants to change and wants to change tact and really does want a renewable future mm-hmm. um let's not go into the debate whether he actually does or doesn't i can yeah, feel my does. head going no, I, I bet you he does yeah i've got my doubts so that's right <laughs> I, I really do have my doubts yeah. i feel like he's backed by a coal fire recovery like that's just where cash is but i think the future of the world. energy in the world is in renewables yeah um but i feel like they're waiting until they have that tech and then it's the same same um same rollout same yeah. tender same same play yeah uh, different tech but so scotty wants to change tact um how do we get him to do that and how do we get people to do, to feel like he's doing it genuinely and well and then i suppose the other question is how does it in line because we're talking about a timing system here mm. around say 50 years it's all arbitrary times but then you've also got this other inner circle of play that you brought up at the start and that's his his tender that's his his time in power so where do you see those two cogs coming together because it's a long play that has to be made in a lot of ways it's a long narrative thread that has to be laid to get to there Mm -hmm. and people have to sort of stay on that yeah yeah so it's i mean so well there's two there's two aspects to it so there's first off there's there there's the substantive part so and then the second part of it is kind of then it's the it's the ongoing communication which is either short term or long term so starting starting with the first point really what we're talking about is that um it's the equivalent of roads so if you imagine so no one's against roads right so yes there's particular parts where you don't want a road placed or you don't want that but no one's against improved transport right people kind of like it when you know i can get from a to b quicker so that's what he has to establish in this space so this road to a renewable future has to be set up in a way and i think there's really no argument about that in terms of kind of how that needs that needs to happen then the second part of that is that in the short-term window that you have against that long-term objective what is it that you can actually accomplish that suits the space that you're actually in and how do you start to communicate that so for example um like solar energy on rooftops so australia 
leads the world in kind of uptake of that in terms of using using the sun to power individual homes but that's presenting its own problems in terms of kind of how our grid actually works so potentially that's where you may start you might start with the existing behavior of australians in terms of kind of you know taking themselves kind of almost into this off-grid thing and rather than just kind of um compensate them for putting the panels up you may actually start to talk to them about being like little micro storage things so you might start to do that and you might start to do that in a in a trial sense in terms of that you might try to take a particular region um, and actually kind of allow it to kind of become this off-grid on-grid kind of dynamic so that that's a short-term thing mm. that then you can start to build communication around you can actually start to start to brand that right so what's interesting if you look at um which i think is exactly the same strategy that i would be saying to them if you look at infrastructure it's always branded you always know who's bringing it to you right and that in this energy sense that's something that a lot of them have missed thus far so kind of a lot of the rebates etc um you know kind of you know the pink bats kind of scandal aside but it's there's not a lot of that kind of there's not a brand so to speak in terms of kind of that sits there that when i'm getting my grant back for putting stuff up on my roof there's not a lot of kind of recognition that that's federal in terms of kind of what's the money coming in or it's kind of at, at a state level and that's been that's an interesting point that you touch on because it has been a contentious one like the MBN was fought over in a federal election and yep. botched yeah um and yeah the the rebates around who gets what and how they get it is sort of hidden and contractual even though Australia's energy is born from a very um communist sort of a, definitely a socialist background then yep. we've sold it off yeah as I said but now we're sort of in this confused phase and yep. you're touching on that do you think there needs to be a repositioning and a rebranding around how that works or is it we're too murky between private and public and then also government yeah like it's well it's harder because you have a you have obviously it's it's now split here between kind of you got the retailer in terms of kind of selling selling energy which is becoming more and more challenging over time but then you also have the kind of um we also sold um we sold the rails we sold the lines as well so we've kind of we've sold off both aspects of our of our power system um which is which is challenging because they're both actually being challenged in in slightly different ways in terms of from a from a retail perspective obviously it's incredibly competitive but then there's also this kind of new energy coming in and people are broadly taking themselves out of the market. So your market as a retailer of energy is actually declining. Whereas if, and then on the kind of the other side in terms of the actual provider, the issues are becoming more and more challenging in terms of that the grid is less stable mm. and also weather event is becoming more and more. So the kind of the risk has been pushed out um, to, the, to these two entities. And I guess the, the decision point for government is that they probably need to take some of that risk back on. So certainly while... That'll steady your market, so to speak. Yeah, that like could it's, have it's a mechanical mar market intervention yeah. at, some, at some level to help with an idea, right? So it's it's not dissimilar. Again, I keep coming back to it, but it's not dissimilar to road infrastructure where you'll have national highway, which is kind of, you know, paid for by the taxpayer. You'll have private public partnerships. You'll have kind of these quasi roads that are built as toll, not toll. You know, there's all of these types of things where there really needs to be a reimagining of the grid as what it actually stands for as part of national renewal. Because mm. the issue is, is ultimately that, is that Australia doesn't have a lot of control yet around what technology is ultimately going to emerge. Like they're, they're very different decisions to make, but 
and the MBN, if you look at it as a as a structure, what they actually were able to do is build a set of infrastructure. They, I mean, we can argue whether they should have done it with copper, fiber, etc. But certainly, they've built one. Mm. They've actually built one, and now that's an asset that can be actually spun back and taken off. You For know, sure. Don't... And now we're at these crossroads. Um, mm. I'm no longer SCOMO. This, this yeah, is where back we're to being Patty. Yeah, yeah, back to being Patty. And yeah. the the tricky thing is. Um, just where we sit with Scomo, they're trying to get a change here once in Act Chain and and change tact. But what's been happening in the past is we've been waiting for that technology to come here rather than developing it from here. Yeah. Um, do we start to change that and invest publicly in change in developing technology from here, especially off the back end of what's happened with Afterpay, and we're starting to get a little bit of you know, hype from here and recognition of what Australia can offer the world in terms of technology. We're definitely being signaled out as a place of exponential potential for developing renewable energy. Yep. Do you reckon the Australian public's there on how do we change the narrative from sort of very much sitting on the fence and waiting for the tech to come? Should mm. we start to change tack and start to really develop some of that pioneer and use some of that thought that you just shared with us around segmenting and, and testing. Hmm. Um, because at the moment, we've got a ridiculous amount of grants floating around for business, new enterprise to reinvent regions on a COVID recovery. Yeah, Is this a chance to really change the narrative and really start to push that innovative narrative? Or do you think that tech is still too far away? Oh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I wouldn't fully know, but I, yeah. I, I think the the thing that is... Oh, but maybe the, the ground for that, do you reckon the grounds yeah. there in Australia for people to accept that narrative on a mainstream? I, well, I guess, you know, I, w- I would probably think about it as that I'm not sure the mainstream matters in, in that in that context. So, and what I, what I mean by that is that a lot of the research that's being done in this space and kind of some of the venture back stuff that's actually coming through, a lot of people are spending a lot of money working on this particular problem. So whether that's about kind of um, energy storage in terms of its longevity, but also in terms of its actual generation and how that, how that works through, what I think Australia traditionally has been quite good at is figuring out and kind of understanding that there's going to be a certain part of that where we can actually add to the mix of the value chain. So that, um, you know, in in simple forms quite often here is about that there's some level of natural ex- extraction, but then there's also some level of kind of creation and manufacture here. So I think there's certainly loads of room um, for that to happen. And, you know, even people, you know, like um, Twiggy Forest, for example, you know, they're going to pour huge amounts of money into trying to kind of actually figure out kind of how we create this idea of kind of like a green hydrogen or something to that effect. And now that's that's all coming out of research that has been done here, mm. that actually has been, and been commissioned here. It's ultimately, it's not a research issue. It's actually a commercialization at scale issue. And that is where Australia traditionally has struggled a little bit simply by because of population scale, etc. So th- there's definitely the 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 mix of ideas to kind of get us get us out of this. But there's there's other parts of that that you know around kind of regional resilience in this world that we that we live in, right? And it's kind of like how are we going to deal with those things, right? So it's you know like and like, you know I was speaking about the grid before, but it, that's legitimate, right? You only have to look at what happened in the Dandenongs here in Victoria or what happened during the bushfires up in kind of New South New South Wales is that the first First thing to go is the mobile phone network, the power lines 
are gone and ultimately they actually create the issue so part of this is kind of you know taking regional australia which is hugely susceptible um, to these swings of climate that are actually coming through and helping build that resilience so potentially there's more of a employment opportunity in that than there is about kind of betting on the on the technology but the the work is being done mm-hmm. in universities and grants i mean you, you know i mean i have my own views on kind of what how much money we should be pouring into into university and primary research here which i think you know in particular areas we lead the world such as biomedicines but we could do it in this space the question is is have we missed the boat on mm-hmm. that and i wouldn't be close enough to the science to to know gut feel Yes, we're probably from in terms of kind of from a from a research perspective, I don't think a lot of it's been done here. But yet we can prosper from what's coming, you know, whether that's uh, Tomasic out of Singapore, for example, are going to build the world's biggest solar farm here um, in the Northern Territory, and they're going to run a cable to Singapore. Right. So that's, I mean, that's kind of stuff that is, that is interesting from, from our perspective, because once it's in Singapore, there's no reason the cable can't go right into Malaysia or, you know, or it can't go to kind of um, Thailand. There's no reason that that, or into Indo, there's no reason that we can't do that in terms of kind of the, you know, a lot of kind of um, our outback could be solar panels there's no real issue that's the funny thing that it's coming from malaysia and then Mm. why are we doing it here that's yeah i suppose the question that but once once it's done once yeah this is the thing so you're sort of using it as a testing ground well i think so like someone's taking the risk right i mean there's a clear like that's what i that's what i love mitigation but i think maybe that's the that's the one thing this is social commentary more so than anything else is that you know australia we we sit on the the fifth largest pool of money in the world in terms of our retirement and we're looking for things to do with it um and so if you look at somewhere like tomasic which has been the government's investment arm it feels like we could do something like that where you know really looking at it more through a venture capital basis and actually trying to understand where we should be putting in these investments because once that cable's in arguably i'd say the next plant is probably not going to be built by tomasic it's probably going to be built by someone else and attached to their infrastructure yeah so then they have rails so then that's that yeah that's that playoff to who the risk versus reward 100 yeah yeah oh well it's been interesting to hear insight into how to <laughs> of where the situation is um from a consultant's perspective around um where government can change tact i don't think we've really gotten anywhere except that they're sort of signaling that they will that they could yeah um and but i don't think we've fully hit the nail on the head about how to best do it say if action was to happen in and they were to fully u-turn yeah like do that full u-turn all right so now this is the hypothetical that's fun they're about to u-turn and they're going to make ridiculous investments they're going to take on all risk yep so completely changed tact and approach to what has been going on in the coalition and Labor government. Yeah. So brand the hell out of it. That's, that's the, that's the strategy. So, you know, if I had that was, I mean, if I had 10 seconds to pitch the idea, um, brand the hell out of it, right. And make it big, make it substantial and make it about, um, the nation. So, and you know, whatever the kind of, um, like Victoria's big build is a great example of that. It's just, it's so simple. Um, but yet kind of people sit there stuck, you know, kind of, you can't cross here for, you know, months on end while kind of rail lines are being redone, but we're all like, oh, it's part of the big build is making this better. So that's what has to happen in in an energy sense is that they have to 
create a brand for this brand of progress. It can't be. And um, yeah, I probably should have been clearer earlier is that people aren't going to sacrifice to to get to that. They will. They will. They, they'll have to. Like they'll will have to moderate our behavior some way, but not in idea form. Right. You can't have a you brand. Have to feel it. Yeah. Well, you have to feel that we're moving towards something. It has to be about progression. It has to be about progress. It has to be about all of us being together and seeing something new get created. It can't be about, oh, I've got to turn my lights out at eight o'clock. Yeah. Right. That's that's the that's the thing that I think, you know, if they're gonna double down on it, is they've got to they've got to paint the vision and then they've got to create a brand that everyone actually starts to talk about. So when we're talking about energy, we're like, it's all about, you know, it's all about Australia 2050. Right. And we're kind of like, Oz 2050, we all understand as a country what that actually means, which is that it's a greener, brighter, better future. Yeah. And you'd think from a narrative perspective that the groundwork's been done COVID where we do have a sense, even though the fabric is being pulled Mm -hmm. left, right and center, there is a a strong middle ground, at least in Australia, that we could capitalize on and paint a, a brighter future. Correct. Correct. So it is there. Yeah, and there's, there's templates the, for it's it. There. There's templates. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's uh, the classic piece of work that um, you know was done with BP by Wolf Allens, right? The whole idea of taking um, you know British petroleum and turning it into Beyond Petroleum, right? And kind of creating the the sunflower and kind of this new energy mix, etc. It's the it's not it's that it's that but with probably a little bit more um (laughs) i guess substance hopefully underneath it but that's the template you know and there's there's certainly there's there's ways ways to do that we've done it you know we've done it with nation building we've done it with healthcare, we've done it with lots of different things but there's you know um scomo got to brand the hell out of it yeah and but how do you brand the hell without you reckon because same way bp did it yeah, you have to sense. you have to build it, and then people underneath it, you know. And this is because it's private entity. That's the tricky bit. That's where I'm saying the friction is coalition very much private entity, yeah. and let private do the um, do the guesswork and benefit from taking risk, which is fair. Yeah. But then I suppose that brighter picture, can you incorporate that with that same narrative? Yeah, there's no reason yeah. you can't. There's yeah. absolutely no no reason you can't. But you have to tie everything together under under one idea. So yeah. when I'm when I'm looking at it, even so it's if policy. I, yeah. So, you know, in terms of like, you know, doing carbon capture, doing this, doing that, it all has to be somehow built into a cohesive, coherent brand that is very simple which mm. is about brighter greener or something something like that i mean it probably wouldn't be that far off that um in terms of where it would actually land but then the piece that um often gets confusing is that the noise underneath it actually doesn't matter right and that's the second part you often have to say to clients in instances like this it doesn't matter that yes you just have to put them out spot fire by spot fire so if i'm getting upset because carbon capture plays out that i'm actually losing the beautiful kind of you know what was a beautiful landscape of kind of pastoral kind of paradise is now kind of being reforested and i don't like that that's my perspective i'm allowed to have that but the answer to that every single time i ask it has to be we're building a brighter greener future right and that so that's that's why it's helpful to have one big kind of idea and then however that kind of comes up you answer it through that lens Mm. and that's what i feel is missing at the moment around it is that how do we put that lens in place for sure oh well it's been fascinating to have a chat cool yeah (laughs) Good. Thanks, Joey. You're welcome. Back to bird watching. <laughs> I think I can hear the uh, <laughs> yellow crested cockatoos coming through now. Thank you for listening to BAU Business as Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. 
That's B-A-U-Pod.co.